Welcome to another episode of the Professionally Depressed Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony DeFrancia, the guy that you maybe know by now, um, especially if you download and you're a regular listener of the show, you kind of know, uh, maybe you're uh, wondering when the breaking point <laughs> is going to be for me. Maybe you're, I, I don't know what you're thinking. But uh, I feel like from an outside perspective, uh, I I make a lot of sense, but uh, I think it I may seem uh, kind of strange and off-putting and weird in a lot of ways. So uh, regardless of whatever you think and whether or not you know me, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Uh, make sure that uh, if you like it or you're like, this is the weirdest shit, I don't know why this guy talks like this, I don't know where his brain is, it's kind of nonsensical, whatever you think, it, it, I'm being, I don't know why I'm coming out of the gate uh, assuming non-enjoyment on the audience's part. I guess, a, I guess I've just been in a weird place mentally this week, um, been really having a waiver for, uh, you know, my... A faltering in on my train of positivity and uh, kind of manifestation that I've been on lately. So I'm gonna. Uh, we, so we're gonna welcome you to the show. Um, I'm also going to go ahead and apologize in advance if I have to turn and cough a lot on this episode. I had a rigorous workout this morning and. It seems to be a side effect with how long I had not been exercising and how long I have been smoking uh, slash vaping that now that I'm not smoking or vaping, getting back into exercising, um, I don't have any breathing problems during, so to speak, but afterwards, I think my lungs don't really know what to do with themselves, so I've been <coughs> coughing kind of just you know a little i'll feel a little tickle here and there and i gotta just get it out with a cough and that's probably going to be the case today um so i don't know where to start i guess we'll start with what i already kind of mentioned and why i'm coming out the gate uh with my lack of confidence so to speak right um so i don't know exactly what has been prompting it but um I think I'm reaching the point that is really a turning point, uh, uh, you know, an event horizon that I'm going to cross, hopefully, where uh, in terms of reality, uh, in terms of, like, w career, and mostly what I'm speaking of is in terms of dating, and that's kind of where um, I'm having... A bit of a faltering is the way I'll set it, say it. Um, I don't think I'm having uh, uh, outright doubts about what's going on with me or who I am as a person, but uh, I'm definitely having a falter in confidence uh, in those areas, uh, which is unfortunate. So I think, so leading up to this point, um, I was in my relationship. I wanted to get out because I was feeling just grand and wonderful and 
uh, again, feeling like I hadn't felt since I was maybe 16 or 17, you know, just with the amount of energy I had, the amount of, uh, want brightness, uh, the, or the positive view that I had towards life. Um, and then the experiences that I was having with people and socializing where I just felt like, oh, people really respond to me positively. And it gave me like a high, so to speak. And then I would come home to my girlfriend and it, she would almost put a damper on all of that. And in addition to that, the whole time I was with her, as much as I like her and love her, I had had the feeling that I want to kind of, you know, sow my wild oats, so to speak, that I haven't gotten to be with a lot of women and I would like to get that experience. But it's difficult when you're in a relationship where you can't really point to anything as being wrong other than what's going on inside your own head um, and justify it as a reason to end the relationship. Um, it is something that's going on outside my own head. I'm sure other uh, people in relationships, other couples have similar feelings and they know how to deal with it. But for me, it it is something that's so just ingrained in like what I expect life to be, what I expected life to be in the past and what I expect life to be going forward that um, it's something that I couldn't really ignore you know like I love the idea of having uh you know different relationship experiences and you could say you know I whether it was good or bad I had this experience with this girl I had that experience with that girl she was good at this she was bad at that she taught me this etc um and in, in addition in addition to that piece being able to just go out and like I I have been having a ton of fun just going out, going to bars, um, and then just seeing who I meet and starting a conversation with them and seeing where it goes. And um, the spontaneity that comes in that and the unknowingness, you know, like I go to a, a place to do comedy and, you know, I, I have no expectations going in. I just talk to whoever I could talk to and then it ends the night with me going home with someone or like you know kissing someone and that's like an amazing thing that I, I wouldn't be able to explore if I were in a relationship and that's like the kind of experiences I want to have the trouble that I'm having now is I was so on a high of the vast uh or on of I'm going to scratch that. I was on a high of what I expected and what I wanted to get from going out and dating uh, again. Uh, that's what I'm going to be talking about, I guess. Uh, that's what I've already been talking about. <laughs> that's what I'm going to continue talking about for this episode. Um, I had an expectation of what it would be. Um, and I allowed myself the room to make mistakes and learn and um, not put too much judgment on myself 
Um, example being, uh, when I was dating before I met the girl I was in my five-year relationship with, I would, um, you know, talk to people. If it was going well, then I was feeling great. I would allow that to affect my mood. And then if they ghosted me or they stopped talking to me or they even didn't ghost me, but I thought they did, I would like react with just utter insecurity of like, you know, feeling like, well, no one's going to love me. No one's ever going to like me. I, I don't have any value. I'm useless. Whatever those thoughts were. And then I evolved from that to be able to know that it doesn't have anything to do with me personally, you know. Um, Number one, a lot of dating is uh, a skill to be acquired, and it's just whether or not you have that skill. You know, you wouldn't, if you didn't know how to drive and someone just put you up at a car, you wouldn't, you know, like the first time I went driving, I didn't know how to make turns. Like, I didn't know how to properly, like, slow down to the right speed, right? turn at the right angle on the steering wheel and then make a a simple left-hand turn that took like time to get and as well as just like you know knowing the feel for the car being able to manage it well uh similarly dating and socializing like anything else um is a skill but it's a, a skill that's hard to learn because we attribute our who we are our personality to that skill um so uh i when i started dating again i tried to relinquish my personal attachment to the conversations that i would be having with women uh under the guise of well it's a i know i have to learn still and i know i have value i know i'm funny I know I could have a conversation about just about anything. I know I'm smart, whatever. You know, whatever positive attributes that I finally discovered in myself that were already there, use those as assurances that, okay, if someone does stop talking to you or rejects you, it's okay because there's always going to be someone else and uh, it's nothing personal. So I allowed myself the freedom for that. And it's led to me, you know, uh, kind of hooking up or having interactions with a few uh, women. And that is continuing to this day. Uh, I guess where I'm having my faltering, and I guess you're going to be listening to me trying to work through um, my own thoughts and my own behavior at this time. But where I've been experiencing the faltering is just uh i feel like now that i'm about to say it it sounds like kind of superficial but i feel like the women that i should be with should be uh hotter than the women i am with and i should be i feel i should be getting a lot more response than i am um that being said there's a caveat that i'm aware of that um so that that has to do with dating apps so when i was out uh doing comedy i may i don't think i talked about this already but i was out doing comedy two weeks ago 
I was on stage. I did my bit. It went okay. And then the hosts came up. And during my bit, I mentioned that I'm 27 years old. <clears throat> so the host came up and he said, uh, "Just so you know, he's like, I have a question for you. And I said, sure. And he said, uh, statistically, anyone below 30 meets one of these three criteria. So let me know if you meet any of them. And I said, okay. And he said, you haven't had sex in uh, over a year. And I said, no, that doesn't apply to me. And he said, okay, uh, you're a virgin. And uh, obviously, if the first one doesn't apply, the second one doesn't apply. And he said, no, that doesn't apply to me either. And he said, all right, third is you've been with less than seven partners. And that one was true. And... I thought it was funny. I just kind of, uh, you know, that it was true. And he, I met him later the week after that. So last week, um, and talked with him and he talked about, you know, he was maybe 50, late forties, maybe approaching 50. Right. And he was like, Oh man, back in my day, he's like, he's like these guys, you know, if you have less than seven in your life, he's like seven in like a month was a slow month <laughs> for us because we are just, always like like women were just a lot more forward about it and we were always we knew what we wanted from each other and it was just like kind of it was a time for like game on like if 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 i only had sex with seven different women in a month like i was depressed because i should be having way more than that which is wild um but the point of this uh, anecdote is to get to where I was talking with this guy, and he said, uh, I'm just basing this off hearsay. I, I haven't done any research on this, but he said, I assume he has, where he said uh, on dating apps um, about, uh, you know, they did a, did a study. This is his words. They did a study where about uh, where when men and women are swiping left or right, Right, left being no thank you, right being yes, I'd like to meet you. And then after you say the yes, then you go from there, right? Uh, that 20% of, so every 2 out of 10 males that women see, they swipe right on. And every 5 to 6 out of 10 women that males see, they swipe right on. And the essentially the uh, the Venn diagram of that in the middle creates a small uh, pool of selection where it's more or less the same people all kind of rotating throughout each other, whether or not they know each other. Um, it's a, kind of like a, a, almost like a hive mentality kind of thing, the way I understand it. Um, I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, because I know women aren't going to swipe on nearly as much guys as guys are women. I, I'm surprised that it's only, you know, five, about half for guys and not like 70, 80%, you know, because if a girl, like, you know, women are beautiful. <laughs> like, it's, it's rare that you find a woman that you can't say something good about, right? I, at least that's how I feel. Um,. But uh, it, but and then the women are only swiping twenty percent, 
So essentially, there's like, yeah, a small crossover where I, I don't know statistically, but it's essentially every like one out of 10 are people actually matching and probably less than much vastly less than that. Are they actually, you know, making a connection and, and being able to meet? So I guess I've been feeling down because I didn't want to believe that but all i the majority of my like dating uh uh like practice i don't know if that's the right word or my potential to to learn uh, or my potential to date my dating potential pool right has all come from dating apps at this point so um and i'm on like a few of them just to you know expand the pool because if i were on only one i would have had zero dates maybe one or two at this point but i've had a little bit here a little bit there on a bunch of on a few different apps so um that being said i think i'm reaching the point where i'm gonna have to and i don't the thing is i don't know how often guys are doing this now I guess that's what I'm learning is how much I don't know but is where I'm actually <clears throat> meeting people in person and building a relationship from there because I think a lot of relationships people either work together one they uh, have mutual friends two, or I guess they meet online and they talk or they knew each other long ago or something like that. Like usually there's already connection there in some way, but I want to develop the skill where I'm able to develop a relationship straight from scratch from a stranger <clears throat> and work from there. And I've had success with, you know, a couple of girls at like bars and stuff, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess I feel like I should be having more success, but as I'm talking through it, I've really only been uh, playing around with dating for about a month. Like, really, I've been in a monogamous relationship for five years. And before that, I was in no relationship for the rest of the years of my life. So 21 years. And now I'm, you know, trying to get out and, and do dating and all that being said, I've had a relatively good success, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I, I guess it's just not where I want to be. So maybe where I need to go now is just um, kind of go with my gut instinct. Um, if I want to talk to someone, just do it. Stop, you know, stop being scared to just go up and start talking to someone. Um and, uh, you know, just understand that I still have a lot to learn. Um, and maybe dating, like, websites isn't for me. Because I really don't like texting. I really don't like being on, like, social media, to be honest. Like, I, I just am doing it for dating because it's the... It, it makes me feel like I'm always making progress, right? Like, if I'm at work and I see like I just check my phone casually to see what time it is and I see that I have a match I match with someone right it's exciting 
because I know someone likes me, and then my brain goes wild with where can this go, and then I just don't know what to say over text to engage them, you know, and I know that's a skill in itself, but I honestly don't have very much interest in that skill, um, so I, that being said, there's maybe an argument either way, depending on, you know, what your perspective of life is, well, if you don't have an interest in it, then that doesn't make it any less valuable, you should learn it, uh, or, well, I don't have an interest in it, because it's not for me, and it's not for everybody, you know, maybe the type of person I want to meet, in fact, I know the type of person I want to meet is someone that doesn't spend a lot of time on their phone, you know, we're more so talking and using our imaginations and our brains and, uh, you know, coming up with, you know, just having ideas, being original with each other, you know, um, I guess that's maybe what I'm getting toward, um, so yeah, sorry to kind of start this off on a somewhat somber note and then just kind of go on a on a thought process with you guys, but um I hope that it, you know, hope that me talking can help whoever is listening. Um you know, if you have similar behaviors um or you you know, you do things and you don't really know why you do them. Um, show, you know, for me to demonstrate the exact process of what it takes to break down your own mind and say, okay, this is why I'm acting this way. This is why I'm feeling this way, you know? Because um, it's important to just not, you know, it's important to, to understand yourself <clears throat> and then also not make uh, decisions just based off, like, a moment-to-moment feeling, you know, um, because really what I feel in this moment, to be honest with you, is I feel like I want to severely, (laughs) severely apologize to my ex-girlfriend and be like, baby, will you, will you take me back, please, baby, I'm sorry for, I'm sorry for everything, I was stupid, I I didn't know what I was saying. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't, didn't know what I had that I lost. That's honestly what I'm feeling like <clears throat> right now because I'm just having, uh, again, like, uh, I'm just having a hard time with not meeting my own expectations as far as dating goes. Um, but I know that there is... In my that is like my emotionally what I'm feeling, but in my head I know that there is, uh, if I keep improving, keep trying, um, kind of stay the course so to speak, that there's a a, a lot more better um, relationships or people out there that I could still meet. You know, like I haven't met everyone. I've met, I maybe had, I don't know. I don't even know how many. Uh, I, I, as far as like people that I've like swiped left or right on, and people that I've matched with, I maybe had I don't know, twenty people that I've matched with. I don't know, and I've met uh, three of them, four of them, no three of them. So and that's over the course of like the past month and a half. So I don't know what the going rate is. That seems like not a lot to me. 
but uh, again, I think I might try the old. Uh, I might try dropping the dating apps and just try on old school. Can I have your phone number and you know we'll talk and hang out that way? Because uh, yeah, here's another thing. Yeah, I've just been getting really sick of just texting people as well. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't like it. It's just not for me. Like, you know, I, I think it's an anxiety thing uh, where you don't want to, like, talk on the phone or see people. So you're like, oh, if I text them, like, we're still having connection and I, we still get to, you know, learn about each other, get to know each other. But, uh, you know, I don't have to have the anxiety of, like, oh, is is he reading my body language weird? Do I got to make eye contact? Blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, I, I don't have that, I don't have that feeling. <laughs> I just want to, I'm in the position now where I just want to meet someone as soon as possible. Like, just get off the texting and all that shit as soon as I can because I just, I don't like it. I'm bad at it. It's hard to get things across. I'm busy. I don't want to text you. <laughs> you know, I don't want to, like, I, if I want to ask a question, it'll take me, like, 45 minutes to text it because I'm a 1,000 years old. And it's just not uh, anything I want to I wanna be a part of. <laughs> so uh, I'll end that, that subject there um, just with the summation that I'm going to try to make the shift from dating apps to actually meeting and talking to people in person, trying to build connections that way. And that is a lot scarier to do, but I think I'm ready to do it. And I think that's where my mind is leading me. And I think that's where I'm going to find a lot more valuable uh, potential in partners. <coughs> so uh, I'll keep you guys up to date on that as that goes along. Uh, otherwise, there, there's just a thought that I wanted to share a couple of thoughts that I wanted to share. Um, I was see how you guys like it. I was driving from home from. I apologize. I was driving home from work the other day, and I was stuck in traffic. And I looked in my rearview mirror, and there was a guy and his girlfriend, and the guy had sunglasses. And all I see is his girlfriend l put her head over in his lap area. And, and she was down there for like a minute. <laughs> and I, I, in retrospect, I think she it's possible that she could have been you know, just napping, but I, I don't know if you ever tried to nap on someone's lap that's driving. It's very uncomfortable, like being in the passenger seat and, and then trying to lay down that way. And then your legs are like at a, like a 90 degree angle. It's just terrible. But at the time I was looking in the rear view mirror, I wasn't looking at traffic at all. I was just watching out of the corner of my eye, the, you know, with the red lights flash in front of me, I know to hit my brakes. Right. But I saw that and I was like, Man, what a what a soldier. What a trooper. She's fucking blowing him. It's right here on the highway. And I was like really happy about it. 
and I was like trying to like do like a you know like a rock on like a hang loose or like a, I love you know the Spider-Man symbol in my mirror because I'm like hell yeah dude <laughs> yeah fucking your girlfriend's the shit man like she's cute she's fucking blowing you while you're stuck in traffic like how much cooler can she get and like she doesn't even care like if the truckers look through the window and see what's up, you know, like, she just is like, I'm, that dick is getting sucked, and I don't care, I don't care where we are, or when we are, I'm just gonna blow, I'm just gonna suck it, and so, I was just, like, ear to ear, smiling, I was really happy about it, <laughs> I was really happy for my friend, <laughs> and I, uh, was watching him in the mirror for a second, and then, uh, I was confirmed this like my the story or, or, or the story I had created was further uh, corroborated in my own mind when she picked her head up and she had her lips just like pursed shut you know like it didn't look like a normal like you know resting uh, closed mouth face you know what I mean it looked like. Uh, you know, she was holding holding something in there. You know, holding the key. She had the golden snitch. <laughs> she she caught the golden snitch and nobody knew, right? <laughs> she was about to spit it out. Uh, but when she came up, the m my gentleman, uh, like ad like adjusted like as we are going along further, he adjusted like his pants you know and like he kept looking down in his like crotch crotchal section and adjusting something so i i don't know i i wish that she was blowing them but what i wanted her to uh, what i wanted to see her do was like roll down her window and just <laughs> and just blow his like a mouthful of his fucking load <laughs> all over the road as I wanted to see that so badly, like, <laughs> like just the thought of it, 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 you know, tickles me. And then it gave me the other thought of, uh, like, well, how come they're just not like, how come you just don't see cum, like everywhere, you know, like with how many people there are, there's millions of people, and and uh, you know, we put, you know, just just come all over, you know, towels and t-shirts and toilet seats and you know bed sheets and you know you could limit you you could really narrow down how many things can be expected to have come on them you know but like the sidewalk isn't one or uh you know a tree house isn't one or playground equipment isn't one and so <laughs> i was thinking about this and i was like how how come you just in the world, you just don't see cum, like, everywhere, all over anything and everything. And then as I was sitting in traffic, I realized, this is where the cum went. Like, all all these cars that I'm surrounded in that are keeping me from going home, this is, this is why the world isn't just drenched in cum. Because it ended up in some lady, and now I'm surrounded by other guys cum. Like, that's all, <laughs> that's all a traffic jam is. Is a bunch of dudes come driving, to, you know, home to work to dump their cum in some other chick, you know? It's a wild, man. It's a wild world that we live in. Um, I'm going to try to talk about that on stage. I think 
think that story could be trimmed down quite a bit, but thank you for listening to it. I hope you found it uh, entertaining. Um, I guess I'll cut this episode early. I just wanted to make sure I got it done today. Sorry, it's a little bit late. Um, but yeah, I'm tired from this workout and I got, I'm going to try to go out and talk to some ladies this evening. So I got to start getting ready here. So, um, yeah, that's where we'll end it. So thank you for listening. If you have any thoughts, comments, um, opinions, questions, send them to the show email at fishlakefromhell at gmail.com that's f-i-s-h-l-a-k-e-f-r-o-m-h-e-l-l at gmail.com um also if you um like the show and you're not downloading it uh i'm gonna can i ask you to download it just so i could see because i look at the analytics a lot and i like to get an accurate summation Uh, obviously uh, no one pays for this no one pays me for this I just like to see for the my information, and I have a goal that I want to reach as far as listeners. So it helps me to reach that goal and know what I gotta do to get it to more people. Um, if I know exactly how many people are currently listening to it, uh, and for those of you that uh, are already downloading it, uh, pl- thank you very much. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Um, you have no reason to know about this show or me or listen to it, um, and I like. Uh, you guys and gals and they thems or whatever and zims and zers that uh decide that you want to you know that you want to just take it you know spend a few spend an hour a week or so just listening to whatever this random dude in washington has to say um and if you find it yeah again if you find it interesting or repulsing or whatever you you find it as uh go ahead and Tell someone else about it, or uh, tell me about it, or I don't know, leave a review somewhere. You know, what, whatever, man, whatever you want to do, or nothing. I, I just keep doing what you do. Uh, I love you for it either way. <laughs> so, my cat is—he's gonna f- destroy my computer right now. All right. Uh, so yeah, thank you for listening to Professionally Depressed Podcasts. Uh, I'm Anthony DeFrancia, and I'll see you guys next Sunday. Bye.